Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2. Only on Hulu, Friday. Look at us. All together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots! 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 Why this Friday. He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice? With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends 2. Rated R. Streaming only on Hulu. Friday. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it. Throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting and pumped on in. The Giants have won the pennant. All right, we're back. Took a what a, a, a one-week hiatus. The first time I think we've ever yeah. taken a hiatus. <laughs> It feels like forever, man. Uh, I, I don't know why, and it's probably because of how bad we've been playing. <laughs> well, so. well, well, I thought you were actually good luck being away because they're on like a set <laughs> at the beginning winning yeah. streak, <laughs> and then they decided to lose five in a row and to like bad teams too. Mm. This wasn't like you know getting beaten no. by good baseball teams where you're like, oh my gosh, these teams are so good. It was like. Losing to teams, you're like, come on. Like, we should be rolling. Yeah. Anytime we go to the East, I swear, the farther East we go, the worse we play. I think that's just kind of a rule, unfortunately, lately. But, you know, we're back home. We're playing against a bad team. Like you said just now, (laughs) that that doesn't necessarily mean anything. We're playing against the Oakland A's. They always get up for it. But tonight is what? Tonight is the, uh, like, uh, Unite the Bay. Yeah. There. Yeah. So Giants and A's fans showing support for the A's staying in Oakland, which I'm all for. I'd love the A's to stay in Oakland. I'd love for them to get an awesome, like, you know, right against the water stadium. I'd, I'd love for all that to happen. I'd hate to see them go to Vegas. J- was just in Vegas this week. And, and I went out to the MGM Grand and we walked out. It was like 115 degrees every day. So we weren't outside too much. But I'm standing there and I'm looking at the Tropicana of where the site is going to be. And I'm like, and I've been in the Tropicana multiple times and I'm like, how in the hell are they <laughs> going to drop a stadium right there? And everybody there was very excited about it. You know, all the workers, everybody is very excited about the A's coming, but I don't know, man, July. Don't they have to knock, don't they have to knock the current Tropicana down? It's got to then- go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's going to go, and then they have a couple of extra towers in the back, and those have to go. I mean, the whole thing's gone. It's going to be gone. Um, but, and again, we're standing there in July in 117 the first day we got there, and I'm I'm like, how is this going to play out if they don't have a roofed, <laughs> uh, you know, roofed-in, air-conditioned stadium? Everybody's going to want to go if it's 117 because that's something you could do for two and a half sure. hours. Yeah, we used sure. to say three hours. But for two and a half hours, they can go in there, air-conditioned, cold beer, all the cool stuff. And it's Vegas, so yeah. they're going to do it right. It's going to be insane. It's going to be crazy fun, but still, I don't know, man. It's, it's a tiny lot. Well, you have the experience of following the um... – the hockey team who are the NHL champions. Yeah. Um, and you know, the Raiders, they draw very well for the weekend, but football is a little bit of a different sport in that it is a weekend sport. So you get your out of towners come in for the weekend, boom, hit, hit a Raiders game and you're good. This is a little bit more along the lines of how the Vegas hockey team, the Knights is going to be with their season, but twice as long yeah. So can you fill a building, a small stadium, a small baseball stadium? Can you fill it 81, 81 uh, nights a week in Vegas? I know that that's kind of the, yeah. I want to hear from the local people who can kind of give us some insight if that is actually possible because, and, and I guess I would ask the, the Golden Knights folks, like, how do they do it? Well, and again, in March and April, I think it's going to be a little bit tougher, but 
being there in the middle of July in the 115, 117 degree weather, there were people everywhere, man. It was packed. Nobody stayed away from Vegas because of the heat. <laughs> when you walked into the casinos, it was wall to wall people and probably getting out of the heat. But even when you go outside, I mean, the street corners, there's people everywhere. And as soon as the sun goes down, it was insane. Cars everywhere. The, and, and, the, and the worst part about it, and, and we didn't have to drive. We drove in there, valeted the car, the place we were staying, never saw it again until the day we left. We took a lift everywhere. But they are repaving all of the streets for the F1 race in November. Yeah. So the streets were torn up, and they had new pavement on half of the streets. They're putting new pavement on the other half of the streets just to go, like, five miles down the street uh, to a restaurant uh, uh, last Monday night it probably took us a good 35, 40 minutes to get there just yeah. because it was stop and go cones everywhere. So, um, you know, and, and they always say, you know, we, we joke about this living up in Washoe County here down in Clark County, all over Nevada, our state flower is the orange cone because during the summer that that's all you see, you see orange <laughs> cones everywhere, street, you know, street work, road work. It's, it's just crazy. But. Well, the giants, they, if, if, if there is a team to play, to figure things out, to escape a uh, five-game losing streak, yeah. A's, who I believe, let yeah. me make, I saw the standings a little earlier today. I, just, I want to make sure that I'm not wrong. 28 and 74. Wow. <clears throat> the, that's that's can, bad. Only the Kansas City Royals are even close to them. I don't. I mean, the, the A's are the ones talked about as like the worst team of all time or whatever, but the yeah. Royals are only one game ahead of them. <laughs> like you're talking about two of the worst teams ever in baseball, and it's during the same season. And we lost two out of three to the Royals earlier this season. Oh Let's God. not forget about that. So that being said, you know, at least even though we're playing in Oakland, um, the, the giant we're playing in Oakland, correct? Uh, to note, I think today is San Francisco, and then oh, next right. next weekend they'll be in Oakland. That's right. So at least you know, either way, playing in San Francisco or Oakland, uh, Giants back home, home cooking, um, much better weather than they had across uh, where they were, especially in Cincinnati with the rain coming and going. Uh, that was a bit crazy to have to finish off a, a game. Uh, the next day, speaking of the next day, that day was the last day we won. So, you know, yes. won, won two games that day, technically. Camilo got two saves, right? In, yeah. In that same day. Um, and that was a good day. And uh, and we haven't seen a good day since. Um, but. Yes. It, it's, it's, been, it's been a little rough, and the offense has just been, gosh, they've been so oh, bad. Terrible. But not, not so much the offense, too, and we'll talk about it later. The starting pitching has been horrid. So you, you combine bad starting pitching with bad situational hitting. And because again, the giants are getting runners on, but I, I haven't looked up the stat, but I can almost guarantee you they have led the world in runners <laughs> left on base over the last week or two. Uh, and, and that's really just kind of been a, a huge, huge Achilles heel for the giants so far. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to what's upcoming because outside of the A's here, um, yeah, the schedule gets pretty tough. It's, it's they, they they lost they <laughs> lost the gimmies. So unfortunately, they lost yeah. the gimmies. So, what should we talk about? Well, we're going to talk about the trade deadline here uh, in a little bit. We'll we'll sort of save that for the end. But got a couple announcements. One of which tomorrow, you and I are going to represent this show on the Bleacher Report, the BR app. They do a streaming thing on the app and you know i i'm so this is sort of kind of not last minute but we you know we kind of pushed back because of our schedules and finally they were able to to swing it i i literally don't even know how to like get into the app and sort of figure out how people find us but i do know it's in the app the br app we are going to do like a half an hour streaming show i believe based off of the trade deadline and what we think the giants could do how to improve the team all of that good stuff so if you uh, have your BR app and you get notified for, for giant stuff. You'll see my uh, and Brad's face. And uh, what are we, t uh, noon tomorrow for us? Uh, yeah, noon hour time, uh, Pacific time. Uh, and if you're listening in on the East Coast, 
That's awesome. It's uh, 8.45 there right now as we record, and uh, you can listen to us at 3 o'clock tomorrow on the East Coast. Yeah, so it'll be a live stream. I'm very intrigued to see how it works, and Mm -hmm. once I sort of figure out, and it's possible that we'll do more, especially if they like us. Uh, and and I by you know by this is kind of like a test run for us and I I I will have it all figured out and I can let you know people know in our Discord and our Twitter and everything how it how it all works but uh, yeah it, it'll be fun and if we can swing it we'll try and come back after the trade deadline is over but that is kind of a scheduling quirk with us that it may not uh, it may not work but we're trying we're trying to figure that out the yeah. second announcement and this is why I wasn't too bothered with Brad and I going dark last week's because I had an interview uh, yesterday that went up earlier this morning on the podcast feed and on the YouTube feed with former can be our colleague of mine, though he was on air and I wasn't, but we were at KMBR, kind of the beginning of his KMBR career and my one year there at KMBR, Larry Kruger. So if you are listening to this on the BSPN audio feed, uh, this show would have been posted yesterday. If you're watching this uh, on YouTube, uh, the show's up in YouTube as well uh, in our uh, on our channel. Larry and I talked for about 75 minutes, talked about KMBR. We talked about the Niners. We talked about the Bay Area, the market. Uh, we talked about his new show, The Krug Show, on YouTube, and he was telling me how that's going. And, you know, if, we, if we'd only... See, this is how we, we need to find our our niche because Larry had been on radio in the Bay Area for years and years and years. So he builds up this audience and he can now take that audience to his YouTube channel. And, you know, a good chunk of those people go and, and they follow him there and he can make his living on YouTube. We need to find all the old Brad Evans, San Jose State <laughs> baseball, San Jose Giants fans and bring oh, them man. here so we can get those, you know, Several thousand in the live stream to see Brad. Several uh, thousand. Where are you getting that? <laughs> <laughs> but no, but yeah, no, so, we we had a fun following back in the day. A lot of people yeah. would tune in and check out the San Jose Giants games. I, I remember uh, doing some of the games, sitting up in the booth in San Jose at Municipal Stadium, and then I'd say something, you know, stupid funny i thought it was funny <laughs> but the, the, every once in a while you see people with headphones on just kind of turn around and look up at the booth like, okay. people are listening <laughs> that's awesome yeah. all right well we're gonna go through all the latest in giants baseball and like i said we'll talk some trade stuff but there's been a lot of news since the last time we recorded so we'll go through all of it but before then uh i think we're gonna do uh, what we're drinking first because it is a little warm and by the time we get to it normally, it might be gone. So we're going to do that first. So, Brad, what are you drinking? All right. So I uh, so so my 50th was a week ago, a little over Happy a week birthday. ago. Thank you. I saw you put that on on the uh, on the social media. I appreciate that. Um, I got old. I got old fast. But my parents uh, kicked down some pretty awesome bottles of bourbon for my birthday that brought them to Vegas, too, which was great. Nice. So I actually got to um, uh, we went to the Beatles love show uh, one night, which was fantastic. I'm going to go see it at least like four more times. I, yeah. I just had such a great time. Such a huge Beatles fan. So I really enjoyed it. Um, and so I cracked open a bottle of Four Roses single barrel. Uh, one of the bottles that they gave me and I had it that night after the show sat and watched the the Vegas lights on the strip from our hotel room, sipped on that, listened to some Beatles, another bottle that they gave me. I cracked this for the first time tonight. This is the, the old Forester mm. 1920 prohibition style. And I looked it up. It is 115 proof. Wow, And the reason it is that is because during Prohibition, there were six Kentucky distilleries, Old Forester being one of them, that was allowed to continue to make uh, bourbon, but it had to be for medicinal purposes only. Oh, wow. For for it to be medicinal, it had to be really high in alcohol to kill whatever was going on in their stomach at the time or whatever. Uh, So this 115 proof, 57.5% alcohol is extremely meaty it's got a lot of like chocolate and smoky notes at the end it is a heavy heavy bourbon which is what i really enjoy 
Uh, I poured a two ounce pour. I put an ice cube in there to open it up a little bit. I I told you at the beginning of the show, I go, this is going to go fast. And I took my first sip. I go, no, it's not going to go fast. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a sipper. It's going to last I need me to maybe find that after the show. That it's, sounds oh. amazing. You know, and these are priced right. They're only in like the $60 range. So you're not looking at $200 yeah. bottles of, of bourbon. Um, but if you go to like Total Wine and some of the bourbon websites, you'll see these are extremely highly rated um, because I don't like to break the bank and I don't like people to break the bank on me either. So yeah, um, because you, you're, you're someone who enjoys all different types. You're not someone who's yeah. just like, Oh, I'm only going to drink the $150 yeah. burp. Like who's <laughs> no. like that. I mean, I'm sure there are no. some people like that. But... Oh, there are. I want it attainable. I want to be able to drink a bottle and say, Oh, I'll get that again. Yeah. Not every year, but you know, Again, maybe next year, maybe the year after, but uh, I'm going to really kind of cherish these two bottles. They're going to last quite a long time. If I just need some bourbon to sip on outside on the porch, I'll grab my Evan Williams. I'll grab yeah. my Bottled and Bond or, or whatever yeah. else, my Whistle Pig. But this stuff, again, for the price point of like 60 65 bucks, highly, highly recommend. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to find it. I, li- I liked your description of uh mm. you're like oh this might go fast oh no <laughs> this is not gonna go very quickly no this is a put your feet up and put on some good music bourbon <laughs> all right so for me well this is technically i had to i had a a sip of a drink earlier because i do i do another podcast uh on tuesdays during my lunch hour i even have it on my work calendar like lunch <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's called We're Live Pal, and my co my coworker, my coworker, my colleague, he and I made a bet several weeks ago. It was about probably about four or five weeks ago now, and it was about whether or not something was going to happen on one of the wrestling shows. And uh, literally after we finished recording, we did the bet, and I said, you know, it'll be over a bottle of scotch. He gets the news that I already lost the bet, and oh, that no. what was planning to happen was going, and so. I, I, you know, I, I had to pretend to our listenership that the bet was still in play when I knew <laughs> I, I was already going to lose it. So, but finally we paid it off and I got him some Glenlivet, um, scotch, the founders reserve, which I Excellent. enjoy and I have. And so we had that over the air, but I was like, dude, you're off of work. I'm on my lunch break. So I had like the tiniest <laughs> sip just to cheers. And I was like, yeah, yeah. plus I'm going to do my, my Thompson and Clark show and we're going to have a drink. So I got to be safe. So I just, I had, I had a little tiny sip, but it was, you know, it, it was fine. It was, it was yeah. during the So day. that's what you've got now. You, did you pour more? No. So no, come on. I decided since I already had the little sip of scotch that I was going to go to the bourbon because, and, no, and it's go. been, it's been warm, you know, it's not as warm as it was with for you in Vegas, but you know, it yeah. was in the high eighties this week. I think it, it may have even hit uh low nineties over the weekend. And so it's, it's warm right now. So I decided to do one of your favorites with the Zevia ginger ale and with the Trader Joe's bourbon. And it is very refreshing and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my, my cold drink while, uh, while we do this podcast. So nice. I'm thinking about, I'd like to try to throw in a little wedge of lemon in that sometime mm. for a little citrus kick instead. Yeah. Of we have a, we have a lemon, we have a lemon tree in our backyard. Oh, but, there you go. Uh, but Crystal, when she went back there the other day, she said that, uh, it would, they were all, they were all gone. So we, we have this oh. sneaky suspicion that. Someone comes and snags them or something. From your backyard? Yeah, like someone. Maybe maybe it's the neighbor on the other side because we. I think I think the tree may may be close to the fence. I mean, not not that we care because it's not our house. So sure, but still. But yeah, so be nice to have free lemons. Yeah, (laughs) no, we. I mean, we usually do. So, but she went out there and she's like, nope, no lemons. I was like, "Hmm." oh no. Uh, all right, so let's talk about some uh, some Giants baseball here. By the way, when I, I was talking about when Brad and I are going to go on uh, the Bleacher Report app, I, I always think of this show because we do it sa- uh, Monday evening after we get off of work. And so for those who are listening on podcast, it'll be later today on Tuesday when we do the the uh, stream with, with Bleacher Report. So yeah, just wanted to clarify that before we move on to our topics du jour. All right. So since we last recorded, a couple things happened. Well, actually, a lot of things happened. 
Brandon Crawford went on the 10-day DL with this balky knee that he's been having. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just unfortunate because I, I know for sure that this is not necessarily the year the way that he wanted to to end, you know, his, his Giants career. Uh, he struggled uh, very much last year, struggling again this year. And, you know, get old. And the Giants, I think, you know, brought him back for those two years as, you know, partially as a thank you, but also he was coming off a fantastic offensive season and he just has not been able to get back to it. I remember when I saw him live, uh, the, the thing about his swing that is very noticeable, I think he can still get the bat around on anything sort of low and in, but anything above the hands or like above the belt, you can see that he struggles with the bat speed. And then you add this bulky knee problem. He's already like not the fastest guy on the team. So it's just got to be so frustrating for him. You know, B-Craw, you know, he can have his ups and downs. He's always going to be a fan favorite. We know, you know, the B-Craw from five years ago who was like the gold glover, like nobody could touch him at shortstop. And that, that guy's not the same guy. Uh, but it's still it's still kind of, you know, it's, it's a bummer to see him hobble around and, and have this knee injury. Uh, and then, you know, you see a lot of uh, Casey Schmidt playing shortstop, which is not necessarily his best position, but he's not hitting very well either. So, you know, it's kind of like you're, you're picking your poison. You have a struggling B-Craw or a struggling Casey Schmidt. And I'd just rather see both of them healthy and you can move Casey back over to third and he seems to to, to feel fit better over there. So hopefully B-Craw will be back shortly. Uh, he only went on the 10 day and that was about six days ago. So he's probably got another week before he's back, but that kind of, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of tease this. That kind of leads into our um, trade deadline segment though, because Jim Bowden believes the giants are in the market for a shortstop at the deadline, which is kind of interesting. So we'll talk about who those guys might be, but what do you think about the idea that, they are going to possibly actively look for someone to whether it's trade, you know, trade some time there with him or, or maybe push him to the bench. You know, it's, it's tough to watch. Like you just said, it's, it's really tough to watch heroes kind of fade away. Uh, And and fortunately, I think that's what we're watching with, with Brandon Crawford. And the big tell is that obviously you see in the photo, uh, if you're watching this live, uh, you're or you're watching it pre- recorded. You're seeing Marco Luciano was was promoted to AAA, uh, shortstop of the future. He's been promoted um, and, and pumped up that way for for a couple of years now. And the kid's only 21 years old, yeah. and then you've got Casey Schmidt who's playing shortstop right now. So so I think the tell right there is it's kind of the 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 goodbye tour for Brandon Crawford. Um, I can't see him playing anywhere else. I think he's the type of guy who will also kind of ride off into the sunset as a giant, the same way Buster Posey did. And, and, and it's possible again, he's another guy too, that has the money who could also get into management with the giants or some sort of, uh, you know, I don't know, coaching staff position with the giants. Um, he, he's a smart guy. He's a shortstop. Um, who and shortstops are, are known as kind of the quarterbacks, not only the catcher, but also the shortstops as the quarterbacks uh, of, of the, of the diamond on defense. Um, it's hard to watch, man. It, it really is hard to watch because we got those flashes of good Brandon Crawford towards the end of last season after, you know, the back injury and, and the knee injury. And he started to come back and everybody goes, Oh, here he comes. Here he comes. He's starting to come back. This is Brandon Crawford uh, next season. Meaning this year, we're going to see that health. Um, and, and he's going to have a good season and he started off, uh, you know, having a decent season. Um, and, and like you said, the bat speed is brutal to watch. And there, there have been quite a few errors this season as well, not getting to baseballs like he normally would. Um, but I, I still, it's hard to watch Casey Schmidt flail at the plate, but I think defensively making the plays that Casey Schmidt can at shortstop right now with that youth and with that arm, uh, you kind of have to go with that, especially when you're in a, in a pennant race and you're fighting for one of those three wild card spots. Um, 
so, so I think we will see once Brandon Crawford is healthy again, I think we are going to see him playing the infield, but I think it's going to be like a, a, you know, one every third day start, mm-hmm. keep him healthy, keep him there for the playoff run. Uh, Cause they still need his defense. He is still good defensively. <clears throat> and if there's any injuries at third base, uh, Casey Schmidt's going to slide over there and you really need Brandon Crawford because otherwise you've got Brandon Crawford or you've got Marco Luciano who you can plug in a shortstop. Um, Tyro, whenever he comes back, which is possibly September ish, um, he could also play shortstop, but, but we're without him for another month. So, uh, you know, that that's kind of the issue there. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Yeah, it sounds like Tyro is going to be August, but probably like like you know you're thinking probably later in August because he hasn't even started his rehab assignment yet. So you know he's got the hand issue. He's going to have to get some reps back in, and yeah, we're they're going to be without him probably for another three to four weeks. And that that then you got a lot of uh, Brett Wisely starting at second base. So you got Brett Wisely and Casey Schmidt as your uh, up the middle duo. And neither of them hitting at all. Casey Schmidt's batting average all the way down to 210. Yeah. Uh, John Brevia also probably around August uh, return for him. And I think he's going to be a nice shot in the arm for the bullpen when he's able to come back. You know who is close, though? It's an old friend who we haven't heard from all year long because of a back injury is Luis Gonzalez. A little left-handed bat action off the bench, possibly another tool for for Kapler and uh, and company to use. Sounds like he's he's pretty close as far as what I saw from Alex Pavlovich earlier today. Uh, and Alex Pav- Pavlovich also had this tweet: The Giants announced that they signed every player from their draft class. First nice. round pick Bryce Eldridge will be at Oracle Park tomorrow, so Tuesday. Uh, I'm sorry, Wednesday when they play the A's. Uh, and let's talk about the guy that you were, that you just mentioned, Marco Luciano, Marco Luciano finally went up to AAA. I think a lot of people were kind of counting the days down and, you know, realistically he was in San Jose two years ago. <laughs> like I saw this guy. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like he's been, you know, waiting in the wings forever. He's just been rising at the level of of his age. And I almost I almost hope that he gets this half of a season in sack and then maybe even another half a season next year. Because, you know, he'll only be 22 by that time. And the, the big leagues, you know, the Giants have a lot of young players. You see Patrick Bailey, but Patrick Bailey is a little bit older. You know, he's on the older side because he, he did play a few years in college. So uh, what do you think about Luciano? And, you know, it kind of makes like, – I'm just like, man, I kind of want to go to Sacramento, but, you know, it's it's like <laughs> the, the summer in Sacramento is not, yeah. <laughs> not necessarily an attractive time for me to go, but 
Yeah. You know, he's the top. You know, he, he and Harrison are both there, the two top prospects in the entire organization. Yeah, the summer in SAC is is basically the same thing as the summer in Reno, but at least we get into the low 60s, upper 50s overnight. They don't. So, no. yeah, that's, that's that's a heck of a trip. Um, I like the promotion. I It was surprising. I think it surprised all of us um, because he wasn't really hitting in AA. But we've seen the Giants do that this year. They'll push you up to AAA, and they'll say, well, show us what you got up here. Yeah, and and if you could hit this pitching, um, and, and you know it's still the old PCL, even though it's not called that anymore. So these are these are hitter ballparks. So your numbers are going to get a little bit inflated, but that's okay. That's okay for confidence, and and I'm fine with that. Um, I personally, I, I I don't know. I can't be shocked by anything nowadays with the Giants, but I think I would be shocked if he we saw him in San Francisco this year. Cause again, as a 21 year old, get get him the rest of the season seasoned in triple a. And like you said too, let's, let's start him out in triple a next year. Um, maybe even play the entire season in triple a next year, depending on how he does. Uh, if he can get the strikeouts down, then there's a very good chance he'll be up with the big club. That could even be this year, but the, but the strikeouts really have to come down. Um, but he has he has been crushing the ball in Triple A so far. Um, you know, we'll talk about trade targets yesterday, but at shortstop, man, there's nobody out there that I look at and I go, well, this is a this is a good guy that that can stop gap between Brandon Crawford and Marco Luciano in yeah. not 2024 but 2025 even. So we will probably see Luciano next year. Um, you can I have two, I, I, I'll have yeah. two names for you to get your thoughts on those guys, but okay. it's not like these guys are, you know, plug in, you know, these, these guys would be, you know, play for this year and maybe next year. And, and you kind of go back and forth with them and, and be Croft for the end of the year to see what happens. But yeah, I'll have some, I'll have some, a couple of guys and to get, to gauge your yeah, interest I, in them. I was looking at names and I'm like, I don't like any of these guys. <laughs> you know, not not for a pennant push. Not for, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, I, I think I like what we have on the infield once Tyro comes back. But but I mean, we need a middle infielder. That that's the bottom line. But nobody we have to break that break the bank for. Or they're all plug and plays, right? They're yeah, gonna we can't they're gonna sell fit, the farm They got to be able to fit into how the Giants put their lineups together. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm happy for Marco. I I want to see him just go crazy in AAA. Um, him and and Elio Ramos, you know, who's on a tear now. I want to see those guys kind of feed off of each other and Joey Bart start to step it up. Um, you, you know, trade bait. It depends on who you're looking at, and and the we'll Ramos stuff later. But doesn't the Ramos stuff smell a little trade baity? Like all of a sudden he's hitting again, and you're like, oh, yeah. we got this guy who is, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm yeah. I'm with you. I kind of want to see him succeed with the Giants. Sure, but, absolutely. But and, at the same need, time, yeah, if you are going to, you know, it's like Jim Jim Bowden said, Giants are getting a starter and and a shortstop, or at least they're looking for one. You're gonna have to trade somebody. You're gonna have. There's gonna be yeah. some prospects. You know, Joey Bart. I wouldn't say that necessarily his trade value is at the highest right now. So, do you trade him for fifty cents on the dollar just because he's not, you know, he's not playing very well, or maybe you get ninety cents on the dollar for Ramos? Who knows? We'll we'll, we'll see how they how they do yeah. that. Um, you mentioned, uh, you know, Luciano and and and. I think the thing that I want to see is how does that back hold up? You know, right. How can, can the back hold up? Can he, that's why I want to see more reps. It's like, okay, let, let's see if he's completely okay with this back injury. Let's get him 500 ABs and triple a and see if he's hitting, you know, 25, 30 jacks. And, and then, you know, by that time he comes up and you're like, okay, but you know, we've heard over the years, the last couple of years that, He's his best position might not even be shortstop because he just might outgrow the position. Like you remember uh, a rod, like a rod was, you know, a shortstop and then he had to move over to play third base. That was probably going to be the better position for him as he aged older because Luciano's kind of a big dude. So we'll see what the giants have for him because they have a lot of third basemen, man. Yeah. You, got, you know, JD Davis, you got Casey, Casey Schmidt. So it would be best for Luciano to play shortstop at least right now, but you know, maybe his future is probably not there at that position. 
Yeah, and it depends too because it, it, I think you've got to see what they're going to do with Casey Schmidt. That that I, and Casey Schmidt could have been trade bait as well, but now they can't afford to have him be trade bait. So I think that that's going to be a bit of a problem going forward. Um, you, you know, they're they're really going to have to find uh, middle infielders, and and again, we're going to go over that in a little bit. I think I lost it. Did I lose you there? My my camera is uh, is screwing oh, up here, so people no, watching live can see my green screen and not my not yet. Now you look like you're swimming in algae. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. It just told me that uh, my uh, my connection. Something's wrong with my connection. It's so. too hot. It's overload. Yeah, yeah. But, we'll, but yeah, we'll, so uh, I think uh, I, I yeah, Casey Schmidt could like I said, Casey Schmidt could be trade bait, but but I mean he could have been a week or two ago, but I don't I don't think he could now. Uh, unfortunately, in the situation that they're in, because um, you need a shortstop, you, yeah. you, you have nobody. So yeah, yeah. Uh, unless he gets moved for a shortstop, right? Mm-hmm. So well, yeah, we'll we'll talk about yeah, those. Yeah. And, and uh, let's actually let's actually talk trade deadline stuff because you had some pitchers in mind. Because one of the things about the Giants is they really only have two starting pitchers that I think fans are kind of comfortable with, and the, that is Logan Webb, obviously, and Alex Cobb. We had hoped De Sclafani was going to be De Sclafani from two years ago rather than De Sclafani from last year, and that De Sclafani was hurt. He hasn't been excellent this year. And then you got the Stripling and Manea, and you got the Openers, and Alex Wood, who I've been hearing, I've been reading stuff about Alex Wood possibly being trade bait, you know, moving him because he's not having the year, but he's a left-handed arm, so maybe there's still value there. But, um, yeah, like, uh, what do you think about the starting pitching right now? And, uh, and then who are the targets who uh, have piqued your interest? Yeah. So I, I've have read some stuff and I've seen some interesting things where, where a lot of the writers are talking about that, you know, the giants could be going for a fifth starter. Who's our third and fourth? So that's what I'm trying to figure <laughs> out. I, I was looking at that and I go, who the heck do they think our third and fourth starter who are locked in in those spots. Oh. Okay, could the third starter be someone like Kyle Harrison? Well, yeah, and and he could, but he still needs to get healthy. He still needs to have a, a really good, uh, you know, couple of more starts in AAA, get the wildness down a little bit. Uh, I don't think that's a guy you're going to look at and say, this is our – this is our arm that's going to take us through to the playoffs. I mean, they need more more starting pitching. Yeah. Um, and the Giants are a team that can make a move where they it could be a small move, right? They can go ahead and 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 cast off a couple of prospects, not some high prospects, and they can get an a, a guy who you know will be with you for the next season or two, but is not a number one. He's easily a number four or number five, but you can plug him in as a three with the giants. Um, Cause you got Webb Cobb. And then from there, you, it's kind of just open season at this point. I like there's, there's three pitchers and a fourth and the fourth for me, is kind of like mm, pipe dream would be really cool. Okay. Um, he's a pitcher for the, for the angels. Oh, <laughs> you, may have, you may have heard of him. Oh yeah, well, but, I, it, we, we, will, not, we will talk about him. We kind of buried well, the lead a little bit. It may not be the pitcher for the Angels you're thinking of, though. Oh really? So that, yeah. So I'm going to tease that. Okay. So I like. First off, my number one target would be Marcus Stroman. I think that's a lot of Giants fans yes. and a lot of writers' number one target. And the reason is, so he's thrown 122 and a third innings pitched this season that would be second on the giants. Any of these guys that we're looking at would be second on the giants in terms of innings pitched. Um, because, uh, Webb is at a hundred and let's see, what is he at? 120 something, uh, kind of the workhorse. And in, uh, and then Cobb is exactly a hundred innings pitched so far this season. Um, with Stroman, I like his attitude. I like his fire. I like his personality. These are things that when the Giants were courting him a couple of years ago, we were like, oh, get Marcus Stroman. I mean, the, the do-rag, the attitude on the mound. He's a little dude that competes. We love the Tim Lincecum type of guys. Um, wacky delivery, ground ball pitcher. Uh, that, that, that's the thing about Stroman and the Giants. The Giants are a ground ball pitching uh, 
a vacuum. They love to get those guys. Stroman is second in the league in ground ball percentage behind Logan Webb. And wow. uh, Logan Webb's at 59.9%. Uh, Marcus Stroman is, uh, I think, is right in there at like 58.2%. And then third in the league is Cobb at 57%. So the Giants would have the top three ground ball percentage pitchers in the league. Uh, the only problem is he does have an opt-out after this season. Um, what would the Giants have to give up for him? That's kind of an issue. I know it's been kicked around too. the financial aspect of it. If they do take on his contract and he doesn't opt out, that puts them kind of over the threshold where if they were to make a big uh, pitch to Otani, then they would be in that range where they would be paying all kinds of crazy taxes. Mm -hmm. uh, I have seen that written before, but again, you know, if you're going for it this year, you're going for it this year. You're not going to worry too much about some maybes and some could be's. Uh, if you can land a guy like Stroman without giving up the farm, I think you do it. Um, a couple other guys I'll just briefly talk about that. I like they're fireballers. They're strikeout guys. They're also innings eaters, Dylan Cease. They're both White Sox, mm. too. Dylan Cease, 113 innings pitch. That would also be second on the Giants, 10.9 Ks per nine. That's his lowest in the last three years, but he is still a, a nasty strikeout pitcher. Giants like their strikeout pitchers. Um, not necessarily a ground ball guy. Neither of these get two, next two guys are ground ball guys. 38.5% ground ball percentage. That's 61st in the league of pitchers with over 80 innings pitched. Um, and, and they could have him uh, have control of him through 2025. So you look at what you might have to give up for a guy like that. It's going to be quite a bit. Uh, but if the Giants want a guy in the rotation for the next couple of years, they want to and they want to re-sign Cobb, and then you get Kyle Harrison up, then you got four pitchers that can take you through the next couple of seasons. Uh, another guy I really like, Lucas Giolito. Um, 121 innings pitched this season. Uh, another fireballer for the White Sox. 78, though, in uh, ground ball percentage at 34.9%, but he does strike out a lot of batters. Um, so there's a couple guys. And the Angels pitcher, that would kind of be a long shot pipe dream for me. Not He's Shohei. 10th, not Shohei. He's 10th in the league in ground ball percentage at 51%. Control through 2026. But if the Angels are sellers and they want to start looking at getting some prospects in return and they don't want to part with Shohei, Patrick Sandoval is, is a good target for the Giants. Um, Wasn't he on Team Mexico in the WBC? He was, and he's yeah. a fantastic pitcher. He's low home run rate. I think he's like eighth in the league in home run rate. Uh, but he, he would just cost a lot of prospects. But he's a guy I would love to have on the Giants because, again, another ground ball pitcher. Uh, Giants love that. If they can keep the ball on the ground uh, and let the defense work, uh, and whoever that defense may be after the trade line <laughs> behind the pitchers, uh, so be it. But th those are the pitchers I'm looking at. Uh, e either way, the Giants need innings eaters. Um, they got to ditch Manea. They got to ditch Stripling. I, I How do you start... ditch those guys? I, I mean, I, I guess you, you just, just wait. You got to eat money at some point. Uh, I mean, if if somebody's willing to take a flyer on him and you just eat that contract, I know they have opt-outs at the end of the season. The way things are going, they're not going to be opting out. Manea's got a 5.86 ERA in 66 innings. Stripling's got a 5.77 in 57 and two-thirds. But you got you got wins and you got back sitting in in AAA, and those guys could help you more out of the bullpen right now because Giants starting pitching in, in July has been god-awful. 5.05 ERA, that's the fifth worst in all of July with a 4.91 whip. So you really got to – at this point, the Giants need those long relievers, and Manea and Stripling are not it. Uh, they're going to work themselves. The Giants are going to work themselves right out of a pennant hunt if, if they continue down this road with – with just really bad middle relief pitching as well as really rough starting pitching mm -hmm. and having to go with an opener like every second or third game. Yeah. Um, so things need to change. So there you go. You got Dylan Cease, Giolito, Marcus Stroman, or Patrick Sandoval. Zadie, they're out there for you. I told you all about them. <laughs> go get them. <laughs> Stroman possibly having the best year of his career this year. Mm -hmm. He I is think so. he's an all-star. His uh his his FIP is 
a little higher than his ERA. So probably a little bit of luck action going on for him right now. But if you look at the innings pitched and, and the hits, it's, it's his lowest hits per innings pitched, I think, of his career. Uh, and by far as well. So maybe there is, you know, maybe that luck is, is there for him, but also lowest home run total in his career or per, per yeah. nine innings that, and that's with your home games in Chicago. So what does that mean in San Francisco? That's the attractive thing to me. His yeah. walks are up a little bit from the last couple of years. Strikeouts are about the same as they've been for the last couple of years. And the other attractive thing, now you mentioned the player option maybe not being so attractive uh, after 2024. I don't, I'm not sure. I think that might be okay. Like the Giants are kind of okay with pitchers in their mid-30s. And, you know, if Stroman was like, hey, 2023, I had a really good season. 2024, I'm going to have another really good season. I think Zadie would be like, eh. Yeah, you're 33 and a half. You know, that's fine. Like go for it. We we you know, we're we're bringing in younger players. I kind of like that about his contract. So, I'm all in on the Marcus Stroman thing. Like you sold me even more. Like I just like him and he yeah. has had tons of good things to say about San Francisco. He's, he's even said that he could see himself coming to San Francisco uh, yeah. later even though he signed with Chicago. So, I think there's a nice fit there. I think there's a nice organizational fit there so i'm a hundred percent in it's just what you said what does it take to get him because if it takes you know if chicago's asking for the moon like the giants are not going to give up you know one of their top three or four prospects you know i don't even know if they'd give up number five but uh you know you'd have to give up something for him because he is a player of value and you you're not going to be able to get him with the you know who was the guy that they traded for uh for chris bryant caleb killian you know, it's not yeah, going to be, Killian. yeah, it's not going to be those. It's not going to be that kind of prospect, probably at least, at least I think, but who knows? Right. We'll, we'll see. Oh, I have one, I have one name for you. Cause this person was kind of linked to the giants in the last couple of days, which is Justin Verlander and his Yo. $35 million contract. Yeah. Not okay with that one. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love Verlander. Um, you know, obviously he knows how to pitch in the postseason. Um, but I just, I just don't know if the guy, if the giants definitely need somebody as up in there in years as Verlander at this point. Um, what, what's his contract like again? Is he, is he two years? So it's a little tricky. He's got, uh, his, his 40. So he's age 40 right now. He makes Mm -hmm. uh, $43 million. Next year, he makes $43 million as well. And if he throws 140 innings next year, he is vested for $35 million. And then in 2026, he's a free agent. So that's, that's age 42. Um, and, and, and you could possibly be paying $35 million for that guy. That Yeah, that is definitely not... Giants money. That's not what the Giants do. So that that's not Giants. They'd have to work out something with the Mets to say, look, man, uh, we can do this, but we got to do like a half and half contract or something like that. You you got to eat half of this, or you got to eat forty percent of it, because that that is definitely not something the the Giants uh, tread into very lightly. Yeah, and, you know the one thing that makes it attractive. Is exactly what you said, which is you basically you trade for him if you believe you're making the playoffs because he's a playoff type of guy. And, you know, he would probably come in. He's not having a terrific season, but he's having an okay season. He would be your third guy, you know, and he would as long as he stays healthy, he would also eat innings and you'd sort of have some faith in his starts that you're not taxing the bullpen. So that would be a positive. But, yeah, like that's a lot of money for that guy. And, you know, that's a Steve Cohen contract, right? That's a Steve Cohen money is no object kind of contract. That's not necessarily how the Giants do business. So I'd be very surprised if he was. Yeah, that that was an all-in deal that has not panned out. I mean, Verlander's having a decent season, but the team. He's he's having a better season than Scherzer, I think. 
Oh, way better. Scherzer has just been pooping the bed left and right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the two shortstops that I was looking at that I want to get your thoughts on. Neither of them are having good seasons. I, let me stick yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know who one of them is going to be because I finally had to drop him from my fantasy. Team. I couldn't hold on any longer. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll save that guy for number two because he's the bigger name. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The first name is Paul DeJong from the uh, the Cardinals. He is only hitting 237. So let's get yeah. that out of the way. His on-base percentage is 304. Let's get that out of the way. But he would actually be tied with Conforto for uh, number one on the Giants in home runs with his 13. So he's got a little pop. Yep. Now, the value in him is defensively. So if you're trading for DeJong, you're trading for his value as a defensive shortstop. And the, the if he starts to hit, then that's kind of the bonus. He is in the last year of arbitration for he's making $9 million. 2024 is a club option for 12 and a half. And then 2025 is a club option for 15. So the risk is not very high for right. Paul DeJong. And I don't know what that means as far as trade value because of those options. It, the trade value might be a little bit lower because of that, because of the options. So, that's uh you know and and the also you can buy him out for two million dollars in 2024 like Zadie could be like dude you're not near as good as we thought here's two million bucks go go you're a free agent now and same with 2025 it's it's a one million dollar buyout so he's a guy who could help defensively and like you're talking about you know the middle infield and you know there's a mix and match thing going on uh, he could you know he could play. With with Crawford, you know, he maybe he just hits lefties and, and he plays against lefties. You know, the Giants like to do that. So there I think there's some value there, but also the Cardinals pretty much have to go, okay, we quit. <laughs> We're not good. <laughs> and and that's you know, that's a proud franchise. So we'll see, you know, that's something that we have to 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 look at. And let me give you the second guy, and then you can kind of give your thoughts on both cool. guys. And this is the guy that you know that I was gonna bring up who is uh, Tim Anderson, who's a little, uh, you know, he's only 30. So that's uh, that's a positive. Um, DeJong is a little bit younger. DeJong is 29. But uh, Tim Anderson, you know, not that long ago, you know, was this dude uh, a, a player, right? You could, you only have to go back. Last year he hit 300, but he didn't play. He only played 79 games. Um, and that that's kind of the the tricky thing about him is he's not somebody who is necessarily going to play 150 games. Uh, his last, uh, if we don't count the strike season, his last f- uh, three seasons prior to this one, and he's been fairly healthy this year, 79 games, 123 games, 123 games. But his play, you know, he's, he's still he's still hitting at the top of the order, so he's, he's you know, he's getting 500 plate appearances. Um, but yeah, the, just this year, after uh, three, you know, four really good years as far as, you know, hitting the baseball, uh, this year he's just fallen off of a cliff. He's hitting 241, no power, like no power at all. And this is a dude who hit 20 jacks in 2018. He has zero home runs, which you know very well because you have him on your fantasy team. Yeah, not and anymore. The, the OPS... <laughs> 564 he's yeah he's just he's just not he, he's not hitting the baseball at all this year which which would which would be a, a detriment and but maybe it would mean that you don't really have to trade much to get him um i was looking at his uh, his stolen bases his stolen bases he still he still can run a little bit right so there's right. value in that but if you're not getting on base you're not able to run that much so uh you know, nothing, nothing great out there as far as who could just you could just pop in and say, "Let's go." You know, these are our guys. Where we're this guy's going to be a difference maker for our playoff chase. Something in me says that you know maybe a change of scenery helps him, but it's definitely uh, a wild card when it comes to Tim Anderson for this year. Yeah, I. 
that's a tough one. Something's definitely wrong with Tim Anderson. Um, he had some issues last year with the leg. I don't know if that's ever healed because he also had more leg issues at the beginning of the season. So lower body, shortstop, lower body issues. That's not a good combination. Not great. No. Um, I mean, the Giants could get him on the cheap, maybe. Um, but again, I don't know if they'd want him because I think, if anything, right now, the Giants would want to be looking at middle infielders, not necessarily for defense. They'd be looking for bats because they've got Brett Wisely. They've got Casey Schmidt. They don't need other guys who can't hit home runs. That That's kind of not, not, not what they need to collect at this point. And that could have been part of the rush for Marco to be pushed up to AAA because if they can't pull something off, they may say, hey, Marco, come on up and let's see what we can do. Let's get you some big league experience and kind of push you through this a little bit. Um, so I, I'm not a fan of either one. Paul DeJong is extremely streaky of a hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of those guys who's going to give you four home runs in two days, and then all of a sudden you're not going to see a home run for about three weeks. Uh, and that on-base percentage, you said 304. That's awful. I mean, that's – and again, I think the Giants, if they're looking for middle infield, they're absolutely right now looking for pop. So I think they're going to – kind of keep looking around one name that i saw that was punched out there too was tommy edmund um tommy edmund former former uh all-star um kind of a stud uh again we're looking at players now that are going to you know it is on bases this year don't tell me it's 303 303 (laughs) I just looked at it. Yeah. Lo- lower than lower than Paul DeYoung's. Yeah. Well well and, and you know what B Cross is? Two eighty five. Yeah. Mm. I mean it's so three oh three is an improvement. Three oh four is an improvement. So I mean, yeah. Because Edmund also batting two thirty seven. But then the you know, last year, two sixty five, two sixty two, the year before that, started to show a little bit of pop. He's twenty eight years old. Um again th- the players we're talking about, two of the three, De, De Young and Edmund, are better offensively than we have there right now. Unless they're thinking Casey Schmidt's going to come around, but he is a hacker. I mean, we kind of know that he's a bit of a hacker. Um, that's why I'm thinking the middle infield right now is kind of rough. Another name that that was thrown out there, but that's pretty crazy. Um, Ezekiel Duran from the Texas Rangers. He's mm. batting 295 or 297 on base of 338 and an OPS of 851. He's got 13 home runs. He is a Giants type of player where he has played everywhere this season except catcher. So that I mean that that's what the Giants like. So they could look to Texas for that, but Texas also um they're trying to win it. They're what trying to win too. Man. So, so what are you giving up there? Uh, yeah, you know, Yovera. We've heard his name thrown around for the Giants. Um, but are they going to want prospects and and take somebody off of their major league roster just just to have prospects? Uh, you know, maybe a, a bullpen piece. Um, they can have Stripling or Manea. <laughs> yeah, we, we could do that deal right now. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you know the 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 trade deadline. I'm actually hoping that there are folks that that are not on our radar who who will be helpful because what the folks that are on our radar outside of Stroman, no one really seems like, you know, a fantastic, like no lose kind of situation. So we will, uh, you know, we'll we'll keep checking in and and I'm sure that will change. Uh, That will change the, uh, you know, the, 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 that, that will change sort of the, the way that, that we look at this, but uh, right now, you know, we're not the we're not necessarily the the insiders of the insiders, but uh, of the things that we've seen, it is uh, you know it's not it's not 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 great. There's there's not a lot of guys that that are that are out there, and you know some of this is the third wild card because right. if you believe that you have a half of a shot to do it, which is kind of the Otani conversation, which we didn't really talk about, but every team. If if you if you have half of a pulse, man, you got to check in on that guy. And if you're the Angels, and you have half of a chance to get that third wild card, I feel like you have to keep him, 
or else you just risk your entire fan base going like, well, why are we even paying attention to this team? So that's, yeah. that's a tough one. But, uh, you know, Otani is, you know, w- would you give up a uh, Harrison, Casey Schmidt, uh, you know, Reggie Crawford kind of package to get Otani? No, and, and the reason is because of, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. Of all the teams that are rumored to be in on Otani um, that, that could possibly be trade partners at this trade deadline, the Giants are probably the team that rely the most and will rely the most between now and the end of the season on their prospects. Because as you see, the Giants are pulling up prospect. Otani is going to fill the spot of your DH, and he's going to fill your spot of a starting pitcher. But if you start trading away a Casey Schmidt, a Kyle Harrison, a Marco Luciano, all of a sudden reinforcements that you might need in August or September are gone. Yeah, I mean, just absolutely gone. And you put everything in on Otani. If he gets injured, you're kind of screwed. So the Giants unfortunately because of the way their roster is built with, with the veterans, but the, but the young guys playing the way that they're playing, you, you can't afford to give up any of those guys in triple a AAA or double a that could possibly be on your big league roster uh, later on the season. And the giants are one of those teams just can't do it. Yeah, man. You know, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be sorry, traded. Sorry to break your heart. Well, I don't know. If, I, 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 I hope he's not traded. And this is not to right. say, this is not to say that I don't want the Giants to trade for him. I hope he's not traded because he's the best player in baseball, and the best player in baseball should not be traded if your team right. has a spitting distance of winning, you know, of making the playoffs. So, well, and that's uh, that's lost revenue for the Angels the rest of the season. I mean, people are coming out to watch Otani pitch they're coming out to watch him hit they're coming out he's having a historic season so you can't trade away the best player in baseball while he's having a historic season that's kind of rough you're you're gonna not only lost revenue but all of a sudden you're gonna get people that were going to go to games anyways who who have decided well now we're not gonna go anymore so it's gonna be it would be ugly it would be very bad all right. Well, uh, we will uh, we will have more to say tomorrow uh, or Tuesday on our Bleacher Report uh, live stream. We're going to talk more trade deadline. We're going to talk more about the guys that we think maybe the Giants have a chance at, at grabbing. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that is it for this show. So appreciate everyone checking in and uh, our our my guy Shelvin who watches uh, the shows that Roderick and I do on the 49ers, uh, the 49ers podcast. He says the Giants and Diamondbacks try to <laughs> chop each, top each other for who can finish the month off worse. But, man, what about Corbin Carroll? Jeez. That guy is absolutely amazing. And uh, I I saw somebody – I can't remember who it was. Oh, I saw somebody at uh, at work. He's in our fantasy league. And he goes – he looks at me, he goes, Corbin Carroll, you kept Corbin Carroll. What did you know that nobody else knew? I said, mm-hmm. he was a top prospect. Man. <laughs> he was going to have a crazy, and he plays in Arizona, hitters ballpark. The guy's faster than than the flash. And so, I mean, it was just, you know, kind of a no-brainer at that point. I kept him and Gunnar Henderson, <laughs> and Gunnar's just starting to come around. But that guy's yeah. fun to watch, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Giants, they – have these games against the the A's, these two games. And then they go into a series with the Red Sox, who are very close to their record. And then the big series against Arizona. That's going to be a good one. And and then Atlanta a couple of times, too. That's, I mean, hey, we're looking at some craziness coming up. So we will be back next Monday on the YouTube feed. So show will be out Tuesday morning, and we'll be talking about maybe at that point there will be a trade that happens because the trade deadline is actually August 1st. So, uh, so we'll have kind of like the, the last ditch, the last, the last information before the trade deadline on uh, next Monday show. So for Brad, I am double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace. This is Trevor Lane from the LakersNation.com podcast. 
In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now, they're raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the super light tree runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.